welcome to Recovery from Fragmented Families podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, my wonderful listeners and subscribers who have been affected by family estrangement. And now you are on your own personal journey of emotional recovery, inner healing and self-worth. This podcast will cover all aspects of family estrangement and will help you uncover the deep-seated reasons of why people choose to cut ties with their families for good. The conversations will not only inspire you, motivate you and educate you, but will also serve as a guide to a life of fulfillment free from anger and resentment by activating your inner strength of resilience and transforming your mindset. We can't wait for you to join us, your amongst friends. So let's get started on this journey. Hello guys. So for this week, I have such an amazing guest. Her name is Diane. Now, Diane is one of those incredible therapists uh, because she combines your traditional type of counseling therapy with holistic therapy as well, which means she's taking your mind, body, and soul into one, right? And what caught my eye about Diane, she's always posting such a positive things on her Instagram. Now, I'm a big advocate for positivity. I know we cannot stay in positivity 24 hours a day, but a little reminder to be positive is always a great thing because you know life happens and when life happens, we don't always feel positive. But I'm not gonna talk much about Diane. All I can say is that she specializes in most things. If you've gone through family estrangement, you might be familiar with. She uh, focuses on anxiety, PTSD. Now, you know some of you guys, if you've gone through family estrangement and there was a lot of toxic dynamics, you could still be dealing with PTSD. She focuses on stress, depression, abuse, panic attacks, racial and religious discrimination, trauma, disabled trauma, etc. The list goes on. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'll just let Diane introduce herself. Hi, Diane. Hi. <laughs> so my name is Diane. I live in Bedford in the UK. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited to be on the podcast because it's my first. <laughs> and uh, yes, um, I'm very, I'm very honored to be here. So, I'm very happy that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was born, raised in France, more precisely in a small town called Massy. And oh, yes. uh, it was uh, a very, very small time uh, back in the day, in, the, in 1989. Oh. <laughs> um, there was maybe, I don't know, like maybe 9,000 people, maybe less. And um, in that neighborhood, um, wow, like that was everyone, such a small town. Yeah, yeah, it was very small, and um, I just had that uh, memory of um, the the importance of being um, close knitted with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, there was like a, con- a conservatory, um, a music conservatory for children, a lot of activities for children. Basically, it was just perfect to raise um, mm. uh, your upbringing. So I'm very, very, very grateful that I had the childhood that I had. I feel like you had a, such an idyllic, the picture that you've painted, it sounds like mm-hmm. it's very idyllic, very small, very communal. Yet mm-hmm. within that communal town, you, there was an element mm-hmm. of a trauma that you suffered, which led to your journey where you are today. And actually, mm-hmm. it is that that led you to what you're doing today. So are you able to explain to me that journey that got you of from course. that trauma yeah. to the realization, mm-hmm. the ha-ha moment, to, and, why, and how you're serving the people now based on your own experiences? Yes. Um, so uh, I said 1989, but I was born in 1988. But you see... Um, the reason why I said 89 is because from that's what I consider the moment when you you really uh, feel the energy in the yeah. in the house 
um, you you feel there's there's those things that will begin to be um, uh, unconscious maybe mm-hmm. uh, that you you do not know why you feel this way maybe later in life but this is just a feeling you have yes. and um, and well in 1989 um, I was the second child my mother had another child and uh, she's my big sister now yeah and um, she she originally wanted uh, one child because that that pregnancy was complicated so um, she waited a good five years before conceiving again yeah and uh, it was it was quite um I don't know I, I remember my mother having those moments where she would just you know stay still and and meditate you know and um when I would come to her it's like she was there like that I could feel that she had her own issues but she would not really share you know because um at that time you know like I said uh in the 80s especially when you come from a black family we oh, yes. kind of brush off uh, mental issues or oh, yes. just uh or just um, you know feelings that are not necessarily uh, you know Take, uh, n- nice to share with others you know uh, even mm-hmm. if it's family because literally it's in the culture you know like uh, both my parents were uh, from Guinea uh, so it's West Africa ah, yes um, and uh, it's just not known there's no such a thing as um, you know a, a mental being even you know it's more spiritual thing but mm-hmm. it's not a, a mental situation whatsoever absolutely so um so those moments that i would see her like that it would be never when someone would be around it would be just us like she uh, her three children and uh but when there would be other family members my father or cousins coming uh, she was very um she always had that positive attitude ready to to serve them the best food and it was always joyful and everything but you know i remember that um um that moment, you know, when um, she was bathing my 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 little sister, mm-hmm. and uh, I needed a, a moment with her at that moment, and I could see she 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 was in what I know now, you know, because after studying, she she had PTSD, but oh, I didn't know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. I still I still don't know because I I don't. It's not in her culture to talk about those things, you know. No. They often don't. Still today. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I uh, have a lot of compassion, and I truly believe she's she's one of the strongest women I know. I I don't know if I would have been able to do what she 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 has been doing for us, you know. Yeah. So uh, yes, uh, I truly truly I really really love her. Um, same for my father. I, actually, my father obviously has a different uh, mm-hmm. situation, you know. Um, he's um he was a financial director mm-hmm. and um he came he came from a small village in, in guinea and yeah. they put him really quickly into primary school because mm-hmm. they noticed he was really um he he, he had a gift with mathematics you oh, know wow. so they brought him there yeah. and very quickly he became uh, later when he when he graduated he became a teacher mathematics uh, uh, math teacher mm-hmm. um uh, in his region then mm-hmm. he kept moving a little bit more east to africa mm-hmm. to be to continue um this job and um then i think there was a war at that place where he was working so oh. he decided to move to france and um at that at that time in France, they did not recognize uh, diplomas coming mm-hmm. from Africa. No, so he had they, to do they didn't. Yeah. His studies. He had to do his studies all over again, and he was going to two universities at the same time. Wow! And yeah, and he graduated to both. He he oh, wow. he graduated, and um, I, I just I admire him as well. Uh, he's, wow! He's really a strong man. Um, mm-hmm. not the type to show his emotion as well, <laughs> you know. Yes. Uh, yeah but they i remember them being really loving really taking the time for us uh when i was born uh, that's when he got his promotion so mm. i didn't feel like i i lacked anything in my childhood I, mm. i'm still very grateful for that um because um i never you know when you're a child it's just normal to you but when you grow up you understand where you understand the privilege you had because mm. not many black families around me actually had the um mm. 
you know, the, the benefit that he had that he could give to us, mm, yes. you know. Um, so uh, definitely I'm very grateful to both my parents. Absolutely. Um, yes, they had to do their own sacrifice um, to, to be uh, where they were at that time. The thing, why am I, am I telling this? My background is because going back to my mother, mm -hmm. there's a saying, you know, um, like, like daughter, like mother. Yes. And um, I, I feel like, you know, in my life, mm -hmm. I felt like I was so different from her. Mm -hmm. But thing, you know, uh, events happened and I find myself as well in a situation that I don't know how to translate, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I let time pass by and I just brush it off exactly like I saw my mother do, you know, oh, and I realized I, I needed also to recognize that there was something going on and you needed, I needed to address it. I needed to uh, go through a process of healing. Um, and when, mm -hmm. when I actually when I actually took the time to do that, it was in my 20s. Yes. And um, I, I just learned so much. It was just life changing. And yeah. I realized that I was not so different from my mother whatsoever. Um, we were really the same in that. In that is that I will be um, very positive, very, uh, very serving people around mm -hmm. me, you know, um, in a way that I even for, forget myself, you know. Yeah. And uh, then... I would realize, but what about me? You know, why don't I serve myself? Maybe it's time for me to look inward and see where yes. I try to not look and begin this journey, you know? And so um, I, was, I was 24, you know? I was 24 when I really wow. begin to realize it's, it's, it's time to really, to really hold the horses and stop and really have a simple um, yes. outlook on, on things and then go deeper step by step. Mm -hmm. but at that time I, I freaked out you know um <laughs> I, I didn't know where to begin and uh, maybe um I would go uh, to friends and uh, mm -hmm. to know like uh, oh yeah you told me you go to therapy who would you recommend mm -hmm. um so this is how it began uh, wow. my journey to really address that yes you know I have lived through things and it was not even those people that have caused me pain uh, yeah. It was not necessarily their fault because they didn't even know what they, they didn't yeah. know what they were doing, I, and I could feel that, and um, that's when my my journey began. Uh, wow, well, I, I talk a lot. No, it's <laughs> um, fine. I <laughs> and, and I'm listening, so no worries. So I, I love that you mentioned that you start rec the things that about your mom that were a little bit confusing, but yeah. you understand the cause, you certain uh, uncertainty within you you began to recognize them in yourself later. And mm -hmm. I call that the great uh, uh, reckoning. So you also can recognize, but at the same time, you knew that's not particularly normal and you wanted mm -hmm. to heal. Because the thing is, I would say, there's a phrase that says, pass it back or pass it mm -hmm. on. And often, if we don't recognize that the trauma that we've taken on board, call it inherited or acquired, we can often yeah. pass to the new generation and often yeah. as an adult as a mother of three children mm -hmm. when I reflect back on my childhood some of the things that I didn't particularly like mm -hmm. I can honestly say at some point or the other I've mm -hmm. been guilty of those things for my children but I think the difference is for me when I go back is that I put my hands up and I'll say to my children mm -hmm. that was not okay yeah. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I am sorry. Mm. And I think that's yeah. the difference. Acknowledging that maybe perhaps Would your be. actions, even if you didn't mean to, they've caused someone else harm, an emotional harm, especially a child who often doesn't even have the language to express what it is they're feeling, right? They just know mm -hmm. this is how they mm -hmm. feel. And later on, it manifests into something else as they enter into adulthood. I'm not yes. saying I've, I've, I've traumatized my children in that sense, but again, yeah. uh, you know, it can be quite subjective. What I think is pretty normal, you know, being a pushy parent trying to get them to do their homework, to do regimental, to do activities, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they might grow up and thinking, actually, that's not cool. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't have that freedom we wanted to be. Or sometime in the summer holidays, I'm like, oh, just up. I put a lot of restrictions on gaming and television and stuff like that and phones, yeah. which it doesn't make me a very popular person. When I, disconnect, <laughs> when I disconnect the Wi-Fi, 
but yeah. at the same time I'm not doing that from a mean place although they might perceive it I'm being mean and yeah. a horrible <laughs> no. time. Been just, yeah. yes yeah. but mm. it's um I, I think for you the reckoning in recognizing that that um mm. you know what your mum went through now it was uh, mm. she was suffering from PTSD from mm -hmm. some of our childhood experiences and what's interesting when you mentioned about when you when people came round to your mum's house, she was always the most you know she was the we call it the hostess with the mostess. That's what we say. Ah, yes. So you you have a front, and I, I call it this is the mask that I even yeah. I saw growing up. With. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's the masks that we wear. There's a mask that we have for ourselves, and there's the masks that we have for other people. And mm -hmm. I am very guilty of that. Um, and mm. it's something that, say, for example, if my husband had a particular row and we do to visit someone, we could be literally, you know, literally having a go of each other in a vehicle. Yeah. And mm -hmm. as we park up, we put our smiles on and we greet the people we're visiting as if we're the happiest people alive. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I'm guilty of that. And I used to think it was very bizarre but at the same oh, yeah. time, you don't want to be like, you don't want to take <laughs> bad energy to other people, right? <laughs> but now, if I'm in a bad a place, yeah, mm. if I'm in a bad place and I've got, I've arranged someone to come around, um, I would rather not do that. I'd rather sit with my feeling and understand what I'm going mm -hmm. through. Am mm. I likely to postpone the meeting, the mm -hmm. catch up to another date? Because mm -hmm. I know I just don't have the energy to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. that's perfect I, I just love it barriers you know healthy barriers it's not to say that uh I don't love you anymore or uh you know I, I don't I don't regard um time together it's it's really about um respecting your yourself and your own energy um in order to really have a good time with your loved ones so this is really I completely understand what you what you just said there yeah absolutely so mm. when you you work with people who've gone through ptsd um, yeah. are you able to, to explain to my listeners the process that you use um and if someone was um i mean i know this that people have gone through family estrangement some of them are suffering mm. from ptsd because yeah. if they ever encounter some of the people they're estranged from especially if the estrangement was caused because there was an element of very toxic dynamic including physical mm -hmm. violence a yes. person is survival responses kicks in mm -hmm. and we know we're not supposed to be in that survival flight mode constantly which mm -hmm. is also um it's an indication there's a level of ptsd right there so how mm -hmm. would you begin to walk somebody through the ptsd uh, ptsd process well um the first thing of course is um the disclaimer i give um when they are interested to get my service mm -hmm. is um to let them know that um, not every therapist mm -hmm. is for you. You know, I know it can be controversial or anything, yeah. but this is this is something that should be said because sometimes some people um, they have good therapists, but it's just not the good energy in the sense that the the person cannot open up as much as if it is. Um, I don't know. You know, it's 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 something human. You know, mm. it's not just you are here. Uh, in front of your computer and it's like they do a diagnosis and then you talk and there's a generic answer to that no there needs to be really a, a healthy relationship in the sense that um, mm -hmm. we really feel the client and uh, ready, ready to to really work with uh, their you know uh, as an introduction um, I would let them know that um, mm -hmm. we have one hour that is free mm -hmm. and this is where we we talk you know and they they can really um, open up as much as they feel Mm -hmm. um, or it's their choice if they want to run a diagnosis, uh, meaning I would ask them just a few questions mm -hmm. on the topics that uh, they feel they need, they need help. Uh, or if they're already diagnosed, we can already begin. We can already begin to work. After that, mm -hmm. when I did a diagnosis, this is when um, I need maybe a day uh, for myself because I, I would have some... Um, I would I would have to look at previous things that have been uh, that I've been studying as well because mm -hmm. you know as a therapist you know you 
you obviously have learned all the essentials, but I really like to listen to uh, other people, um, you know, their work, their, their uh, podcasts, yes. um, their books, in order to really, uh, to really be in the, in the times that we are in now, because I feel that we are really living in a um, unique times, you yes, know, we were in lockdown. Yeah, we were in lockdown and we went through um, uh, uh, on a national, uh, international even, uh, mm. event together, but it didn't impact us the same, each mm. of us. And it's really important for me to, to just get updated on what is really happening now that I can really be able to help them to, to be equipped for the next session. But, you know, some people, they were not really that uh, affected depending on their situation. Mm -hmm. But I can, I can assure that most of the people that come to me, mm -hmm. they have been impacted in quite a, quite a lot. So after that, mm -hmm. what I do after, after I do my research and um, try to link it with my, my own diagnosis of the, mm -hmm. uh, of the patient, mm -hmm. uh, the next time that we meet, um, She's the one I, I let her speak on whatever she feels uh, the need to talk about. Yeah. And um, it's very important during the session that I don't stop her mm -hmm. from talking. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like um, some clients, they cry and they, they apologize mm -hmm. for crying. And I'm like, that's the point. Like, that's the point of coming to me. You, you are free, yes. you are free to let it go. Yes. This is a safe place. This is this is why um, I make a disclaimer, you know, because some mm. people won't feel the energy to open up. And mm. in order for the process to go, you know, as smoothly as possible and as effective as possible, it's better if we, we already had that moment together for free. And, you yes. know, they feel it's a safe place to, to begin. Yes, absolutely. And so when, when we... Um, when we go through that second uh, session, mm -hmm. uh, I will recommend through all she has said, because everyone is different. Mm -hmm. Some people, um, what I would recommend would not work for, with another client. So it's from that moment, it's really personalized. Yes. Uh, and, so you, you, so yeah. you tailor make your uh, approaches depending on a client. It's so very important. Because you mix holistic elements into mm -hmm. your therapies, what does that look like when you mix them holistic side? So I noticed that on your website, you offer meditation and stuff like that, mm -hmm. yes. um, which are highly, I mean, I cannot rate meditation enough. I think meditation mm -hmm. has got me through some pretty tough times. And yeah. um, so how has meditation helped some of your clients that you assist on a regular basis? So uh, I have an option on my website on if they need an introduction call, because mm -hmm. sometimes what they need is holistic therapy. Mm -hmm. So they will need sessions, they would, they would need counseling session, mm -hmm. or um, they would only need uh, regular meditation sessions for what mm -hmm. they're uh, facing, plus maybe another service. It's just, uh, it can be a combo of services together that will be... Um, you know, uh, suited to their own calendar. Yeah. Um, it's very important because um, when we do holistic therapy, um, it's very, it's a broad term, but I really try to explain uh, on my website yeah. that um, it's up to what the client is ready to do. But mm. from what we have been um, talking about for the introduction call, it seems that this is, this, this is what would help. But I always go really step by step. I don't want to really overwhelm them with yes, uh, in session after session. It's really, um, you know, uh, session by session in the sense that they just pay for the hour. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, we, we begin to uh, unravel the issue yes. that they are having. So, yeah. Uh, so how has meditation benefited you uh, directly in terms of the benefit that you have gained from meditation? Mm -hmm. Well, um, before I decide to really uh, invest in, um, in studying uh, counseling and uh, therapy, mm -hmm. uh, I really felt like um, it was not for me <laughs> in the beginning because I thought, oh, this is overwhelming, you know, there's all these yeah. options. So uh, what I would do is um, I would just go straight to meditation on YouTube because mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was more, in it was less intimidating, you know, for me yeah. to 
uh, begin my my uh, uh, self uh, healing journey, mm-hmm. and um, this is where the change really begin in my life um, because. I did not realize I did, I did not take the time to breathe, you know. Yeah. At that time, it was just uh, I just finished my studies, yes, but it was not necessarily something I liked. Um, and uh, as well, you know, there was uh, all the other stresses. I wanted to move uh, into London, and I had to do all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Just my life was changing; I was in a transition. Mm-hmm. And this is when I realized that you know I need to to do something for for my own. Um, for my own well-being yeah. and um, at that time so when I did meditation it's just like an, a door just opened for me yes. and I realized that um, anybody that really takes the time for mm-hmm. their own health there is there is hope for them to really heal to a, to a level they would have not imagined before but mm-hmm. just to take the step is important so meditation um the key is the breathing pattern is is the breath is to just the breath, the breath um, yes yes so i i feel like i I'd never take the time to breathe in my life i just feel like it was more mm-hmm. uh you know because i was into a private school um when yeah. i was uh, younger uh-huh. um it was a a, a, a christian private school and yeah. you know what we say about the schools the tempo is quite fast um mm-hmm. it's exam after exam after exam yes. and uh, I, I never i never really and especially at that time you know um it, it was quite a shameful thing to say oh i need help you know i, I, need, I need to see a, um a counselor or something like that it, we were not really open-minded about this back then mm. uh, in early 2000 uh, in france yeah i was yeah. gonna say i noticed that generally when he I, I grew up in there going to church because um, yes. my father mm-hmm. was a minister. And mm-hmm. um, I guess when it came to talk about meditation, that was mm-hmm. never really a talk there. It was always maybe yeah. a prayer. But as I grew older <laughs> and experienced mm-hmm. life on my own terms, I would say, yeah. uh, I guess mm-hmm. it started in my early 20s. Um, yeah. I knew about meditation, but I really didn't mm-hmm. really put it fully into practice until in my 30s. And like you said earlier, when you start mm-hmm. with it, it's like another door opens. Yes. Now, I meditate here at home. My husband doesn't. And he always wonder why I'm always running off to meditate. He's like, what is with you and meditation? Because I said, you know what? That's where the peace is. <laughs> that is my peaceful place. And yeah. I will be running off to meditate because often, I don't know about you, Diane, but yeah. I find if there's something I've been thinking about, somehow I might get intuitive guidance, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like when, when we talk about the door opens, it's almost mm-hmm. like you become an observer of your own emotions and feeling, but you mm-hmm. realize that you are not them, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, such a, it's like a strange, mm-hmm. it's a strange paradigm that, it's really hard to describe and it's one of those things one time my husband asked me if you can give a gift to anyone what would it be and I said I'll give the gift of meditation and he looked at me quite perplexed like what because the thing is you know often what causes our suffering is what's going on in our mind right Uh right Uh and we're no trauma in the backdrop of a trauma and in a past in a present and because of that, we tend to live in here quite a lot and making connections with things that shouldn't really be connected. It mm-hmm. affects how we feel about ourselves. But mm-hmm. I think when you learn to quieten your mind, you can also learn mm-hmm. how to quiet that bit that comes kicking in when that worthless Truly. part of you trying to remind you are worthless. So when that negative voice or the ants, mm-hmm. automatic negative mm-hmm. thoughts come kicking in, once you've yeah. learned to train your mind, You'd be like, oh, that thought's coming in. No worries. Um, I'm just thinking it's going to let it pass. And I think yeah. that's what meditation has allowed for me to do. And mm. I remember there was time I started meditating and I just felt such an overwhelming love and joy. And I just started mm. to cry and I never knew where that came from. Right. And mm. in terms of, um, so when people go for family estrangement, it's not unusual mm for them to, especially if they're doing an aspect of rejection, because there yeah. is an element of whether they walked away or other people walked away from them, there's still an element of rejection yeah. right there. Yes. Now, I know you do a, a, a thing on self-love. 
how do you how do you how would you advise somebody to cultivate self-love that goes beyond just looking after your physical outside because mm -hmm. we know we can mm -hmm. we can gloss ourselves in the outside yep. but what really matters yep. is our internal yep. so what's um, how would you advise if someone's listening right now they're struggling with self-love what advice mm -hmm. would you give to them well first of all i i would like to advise to really have the time to process the feelings that you're having meaning that just feel what you're feeling it's not evil it's not wrong you are justified to feel the way that you're feeling. You need to fit to have the time to to give it space. You don't you do not want to bottle it down. Mm -hmm. So don't feel any guilt. Whatever you feel for this situation of this person, have that space when you can express that feeling. That could be anger. That could be um, rage. That could be uh, sadness. Mm -hmm. um, any any uh, feeling that you feel like no it can't be it can't be uh, shown it can't be um you can you can have this space in your mind mm -hmm. where you allow you allow that thought to be there but but it's not you it's just a thought it's just a feeling and you are more than what your emotions are you know uh showing themselves into the way that you react is more um um, a witness of your experiences your past experiences and how you've been raised um and other there's other elements as well so um my first advice would be to not to not uh put your feelings your emotions uh, down just to please others or just because you mm -hmm. feel it's inadequate um it's really important to let the the emotions express itself not yes. necessarily outwardly but uh, in your mind, you know, uh, you, you can picture uh, that feeling that you have, mm -hmm. no matter how big that is, and feeling uh, that moment where it's just leaving you, you just you try to mm -hmm. see, to, to pictureize that moment where it's uh, um, like a smoke coming out of your body, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, coming into a, I don't know, an energy of itself, and yes. completely becoming to be detached from who you are. From, from your from your um your physical body you know it's just you imagine that in your mind and you just look at it yes. and um you realize that it's it's separate from you um mm. you you um reminding yourself who you are uh, as a person you know you're just infinitely more than just yes. those fleeting emotions that are passing so it's really important to just honor that moment yes you're yes. feeling like this fine it's it's completely okay just imagine a moment where when you have uh, finished feeling this 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 feeling that you have in you mm -hmm. to let it go to see it slowly coming out of you and being its own entity of itself you know yes. its own energy and uh, at that moment this is where you can really you know this is a technique that i have um uh, it's it's not me it's not of me it's a hawaiian um yeah uh, practice uh, i don't know if you heard of it it's called uh Ho'oponopono. nope i've never uh, heard of that one <laughs> uh, it's from uh, the islanders uh, in hawaii they do that for millenniums you know um right. it's just that they have this culture where mm -hmm. um when you feel when there's uh, maybe a strife something going wrong uh, in a situation or with someone yeah. um they have that technique where they just repeat it's like a mantra you know they tell themselves uh, mm -hmm. um like i'm sorry even if even if they didn't do anything wrong you know they just repeat that to themselves i'm sorry to wh whoever um the person you're having a strife with even if this person did something horrible to you and you were not yeah. in the wrong you know is saying i am sorry yes um i love you oh please forgive me and thank you now uh, there's a certain order to say it of course um it's more um it's more to acknowledge the person, you know, because sometimes when you you are really into this moment where you feel enraged, for example, and it's mm -hmm. like, it's just a trigger, you know, maybe sometimes it's just, oh, she said that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm not under my watch, you know, <laughs> and you just want <laughs> to retalk, you know, right back uh, at the person. Yeah. But it's really important to... Um, to feel indeed you, you have the right to feel this this feeling yeah. but not necessarily to let it bounce at the person but because you might regret it because mm -hmm. this emotion is not who you are you know 
Um, you know, there's a saying that we're not our emotions. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, coming back to Ho'oponopono, uh, um, the, the first, the first um, mantra that you said to yourself is, I am sorry, mm -hmm. then it's please forgive me. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you and I love you. So I can really explain what I mean by that. Um, yeah. what, what the Hawaiian means when they want to tell that to themselves over and over and over, it's because there's something so relieving about, um, about just letting go of something that is not you, but that was a moment, it was a moment and now it's time yes. to let go. Yes. So when saying I'm sorry, it could be, for example, someone uh, did something wrong to you, mm -hmm. right? It's not even you did something wrong to them. It's they did something wrong to you, right? Right. But you will still say, you will still say, I am sorry, sorry. in the fact that I, I, I'm sorry that maybe uh, someone in your family made you go through something th that you already know about, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it could be something else. You can mm -hmm. imagine anything that this person might have gone through that make them feel like it's okay to act the way that they're acting like, and they are not even aware maybe of the pain they are causing you, right? Absolutely. You, you just imagine because sometimes you don't need to be a therapist to know when you see a person acting out. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you see a person acting, maybe uh, saying vile words, you know, like swearing all the time, you know, mm -hmm. doing that. And you're just thinking maybe in their, in their household, you know, when they were children, that was constant and they had mm -hmm. no way out. You know, Absolutely. you don't know. And uh, you just say, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And maybe you had no one to talk to at that time. And then you go to, please forgive me meaning mm -hmm. that you didn't want to be that reminder that trigger in what you said that would, there was nothing wrong in what you said but it's just that it was a trigger for this person somehow you know yes. and they had to act the way they acted and you say please forgive me you know i'm i'm not the person that hurt you whatever but you know what mm -hmm. please forgive me you please know it's me. it's also it's freeing you as well from right. the you know it, it it makes you not accountable for anything but mm -hmm. it's just having that loving compassion. Right. Know? So you're having compassion for them and for you because you can also yes. recognize behind the aggression, behind the anger, lies. It's very maybe, important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, right. it's very important that you know that because you can't do you can't do this uh, mantra mm -hmm. if you're not aware that you are not in the wrong. It's important you realize that mm -hmm. they they have problems as well. Everyone has problems, right? Yes. But but it's really important to, when, when you know you are right, you, you don't need to make them even more triggered, you know, because they, mm. they might know that they are wrong or they don't know that they're wrong. It doesn't matter. It begins somewhere. They are not ready to compromise, but you know what? You will still give them that love that maybe they were not given, you know, they, they were not given that, that patience. They were not given that attention. They were not given maybe mm. that thing that make them feel it's okay to swear at you, to, to, to threaten you, or to do these things that are not okay to do to, to, your, <laughs> to so, another person. So do yeah. you mean when, when you go through that particular mantra, you also mm -hmm. do it, yes. in, it's in your mind, you don't do it in front of the person. This exactly, it's all in your mind, rehearsed. yes. Right, because yes. they, they are, there's power, there's power in your, in your thought, because if mm. you just let your, your thought go with it, you will, you will talk back at that person. You might even insult them back. Exactly. When you see that it's really going off the rails, you know, like the situation, mm -hmm. it's, it's up to whoever in that, in that situation is more maybe aware of what is mm -hmm. happening, you know, yes. to take a step back and, and really take the time to see that emotion that because you are reacting to what is going on, but you don't need to act out on that reaction. You just take that thought that that you know that anger or that rage that you're feeling towards that person to have treated mm. you this way and yes. to see that feeling leaving you because when it's leaving you and you see it's just an emotion it's not who you are then you realize you have no you're not responsible for this person's actions not you understand yes yes that's when the whole puno puno technique come and um i know that sometimes if you are in a fight or flight situation of course Take, try to find a place where you are safe. It is not something to take lightly. 
Um, yes. But when it is just a, you know, a small uh, disagreement that seems to go you know, a bit higher or when there's an articulation, mm-hmm. you, you really can have that moment. And you know, it can really be quick. You know, it can really be quick and you can even have, you can really listen to what they say, but you really realize this person is in pain. Maybe they didn't know how to open up at the right mm, time yes. before and now they are exploding and now that's it. They can't take it anymore. So um, when, when uh, you know, you've done the open open uh, where, where were we? I was saying about, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, please forgive me. Yes. So mm-hmm. after that, you say, um, thank you. In the sense that, you know, this person opened your eyes on what other people might face, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, of different type of struggle that can exist that are not your own, you know. So you just say thank you. You say thank you. In the sense that now, from now on, this relationship cannot go worse only only from, from their part, but it can't be from your part you know Ooh, because that's, you that's realize powerful. that's very powerful mm, right there because you realize you you realize that we are we are indeed all different but we are the same and so mm-hmm. in that in that matter you it's all about compassion in all in all this matter in, in in that moment when you realize this person has their own situation mm-hmm. you do not want to make them feel inferior or in uh, a situation that you wouldn't like to happen to yourself. So you just say, thank you, because you opened my eyes and I love you. Right. And, um, and when, uh, when you say, uh, I love you in mm-hmm. that last mantra, it's, it's more like um, no matter your, where you come from, uh, your background, mm-hmm. or um, whatever happened, you know, um, to, to you to have decided to act the way that you're acted, I still love you. This, this is not the kind of love you see in the media, you know? No. Uh, we say, I love you so <laughs> randomly. And, uh, you know, it's everyone's call to do this, but there's a certain kind of love that exists and people don't seem to recognize it. Yes. Um, it's, 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 it's that love that, you know, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. I see you, I see you, yes. I love you. You see that kind of energy. And so when you say, I love you, it's yes. no matter what the, how these people treated you as a child yeah. or in high school or whatever in your in in the in stage of your life yeah know that i have that compassion towards you you know it's fine yes and you are in a safe you don't need to go bolter out like that so, uh, yeah see mm-hmm. i love that and also i mm-hmm. I, I realize why the technique works and as you're saying i was visualizing mm-hmm. i'm yes. such a visual person <laughs> yes. and i realize often when someone has wronged us we end mm-hmm. up rehearsing what the things they've done to us in our mind, yeah. magnifying yeah. it worse, triggering mm-hmm. those emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, yeah. Goes, it goes on this loop. And then we start having a conversation with them that we want to have with them and we can visualize their kind of responses they're having with us. But actually, that particular mm-hmm. response, acknowledging the, uh, having compassion, saying, yeah. I love you, saying, I forgive you, it kind yeah. of stops the loop. It, sto- it literally yeah. stops your brain to engaging mm. in further mental dialogue yeah. with yeah. a person yeah. who's long gone, whether they've yeah. been gone for 10 years, 15 years. Now we know some, mm-hmm. some people carry the same, they will still remember the argument they had somebody, who they had with somebody who they estranged from, from 15 years ago, right? Again, yes. it's normal, it's, it's valid to feel that way. But I always say, what yeah. is it costing you? You know, what, what is that costing you? The cost of not letting go. So if such yeah. a technique, if mm-hmm. utilizing such a technique which is very simple and it's in essence mm-hmm. you know it's not a re- it, 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 in a way it sounds like it's such a reductionist approach where yeah. it's, you reduce the most massive situations into a, such a reduction mantras but mm-hmm. actually the brain doesn't understand that is a mantra you're giving the brain yeah. a very powerful signal right mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. brain we're basically chemical beings and energetic beings and we work via mm-hmm. signals our brains are literally the signals that we give that particular exactly. mantra tells the brain let it go tells the brain the other person yes they might be treating they've treated you badly but there's a reason why they've done that it's not necessarily a deficient within you there must be something within them that they've experienced later you know previously that makes mm-hmm. them feel like it's okay for them to yeah. treat you in that way 
but it's not mm. reflecting on you as being as a person as a bad person yeah. moreover mm-hmm. i have compassion for you the brain immediately mm-hmm. stops thinking about revenge tactics <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yes yes th- this technique i'm so grateful that i found it uh yeah. it's someone that was talking about it on youtube and for me it was um it was such a relief you know because um you know holding a grudge unfortunately uh, i have seen family members doing that and yeah. i've seen their their literal health deteriorating about that you know mm. um they they talk about it a lot and they are there um having the same issues as mm. other people uh, before them having the same kind of disease and you know yeah. when when you take a step back and you look at at all um you know the cluster the, the yeah. family cluster and everything that is mm. happening the dynamics and you just realize yes there might have been some unhealthy patterns but it doesn't mean i will repeat them and um, it's it's all up to you um it's all up to you and that that's when real changes can be actually done in society you know it's it begins with you it's because with you and yeah, it doesn't matter if you're the only one doing it you can make a massive impact to the people you are encountering on a daily basis so um yeah oh my god that is so <laughs> true the change be the change that you want to see right yes i, I, I think I often when we are living in our mind and rehearsing traumas from the past the present and imagining the yeah. future you know i once read a book by a guy called Eckhart Tolle and he wrote the book about the power of now mm. and the, the emphasis of the book is that we are either living in the past or in mm. the future rarely ever in the present right yeah Mm-hmm. and yeah. he said that actually if we just learn to bring ourselves back into yes. the present if we just learn to be present to appreciate mm-hmm. the birth because sometimes we're walking on the road and we don't we don't even see the trees we don't see the beauty of the flowers because mm-hmm. we're too busy yeah. in our mm-hmm. mind where we're, yeah. we're thinking about what happened in the past or what can go wrong in the future or the thing all the mm-hmm. scenarios and half of the time the things that we're worried about they don't even come to pass you know mm-hmm. so there's definitely a, a thing there um in terms of as you mentioned in terms of family dynamic repeating the same yeah. thing mm-hmm. I, i you know most people call that generational curse uh, mm. but i just call it generational um uh, toxic behaviors generational yeah. bad mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. that's been passed on from one generation to the next right yeah So yeah. I don't call it a curse. I I literally think mm. someone's behavior and the person to the new generation is really straightforward as that to be honest. Yeah. 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 Oh, I completely agree. Um what what you said about a uh, uh, generational curse uh, um you know that the belief that um what your grandparents have done then this is the consequence of what's going on um in the next. Um I I I really believe that uh, some behavior of our past um in a way that um it's like you, it's like not that you have no control over but if you don't pay attention mm-hmm. you know if you don't really look at how this t- seems to be repeating yes. to maybe another yes. branch of the family you know yes. another one another one then you might you might be in trouble for you know um the next years if you don't if you don't pay attention you know in the sense that you know what you also have been going through through things you know yes. and you do not want to bring that to the to the next generation to your children or even to yourself to the next to to the next years you want to have peaceful years you want to have uh, there's just that um that bliss that you wanted for yourself just that peace of mind um yes. to not have the maybe the mental issues that um they had to go through or just toxic patterns that um they had to repeat you don't need to identify with them mm-hmm. but you truly need to pay attention and maybe to the the first steps to um to break that to break yes. that so yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so before mm-hmm. we close off diana i want to ask yeah. you something um especially being as a therapist now we mm-hmm. often hear that hurt people hurt people right yes Are you able to explain a little bit behind that saying? I know every therapist that have their own definition mm-hmm. for this. How do you begin to decode hurt people, hurt people? Well, um 
to me, it's so, when, when I heard that sentence the first time, when I actually, I read it, when I heard that, it's just clicked, it clicked to me. It's true, you know? Um, um, for me, what it means is, you know, when, when you look at even the, the early religions, you know, it doesn't even have to be Christianity, but you know, there's always this kind of mythology. Someone did some, uh, mm. hurt somebody and now it's passed down to the whole humanity, right? And now there's yes. no stopping to it. Well, it's, when you look at that and then you look at maybe Christianity, you know, uh, Adam and Eve that just, you know, um, betrayed God's faith, you know, uh, on them oh, to yes, not take yeah. the tree. Um, you know, all, all these stories uh, that are passed down that someone, you know, from, I don't know, the cradle of humanity did something wrong. And now we can't stop this. We are on, a, on this wheel, you know, like a hamster cut in this wheel. Mm. And it's like, when will we stop doing war? When will we stop to hurt each other? Yeah. And um, when I see that sentence, it's, it's, it's still something for me that there's hope in the sense that um, when I see um, like um, someone that is doing the work, when I give them, um, you know, maybe you should do this for this um, um, for this situation because sometimes, let's be honest, mm -hmm. um, they won't necessarily do it. But um, when I when I propose it, mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of a way to let them know that you don't need to be a, a hurt person that hurt others. You know, you yeah. can you can you 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 have the choice and yes. sometimes yes we get caught up we really get caught up into um going into our our bad habits maybe or or just something that you know mm. when when we when you get triggered then it's like it, it was uncontrollable but yes. you know now that you indeed you can control your mind maybe yes. in the beginning it might feel you know a bit strange when mm -hmm. you begin to redo it but when you finish that process you realize that it was worth it and the more you do it, the more yes. you will feel like there's more balance coming into your life. And uh, I'm not saying that there will be one day we'll be uh, mm -hmm. in an idyllic world when we will, you know, stop mm -hmm. hurting each other. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, everyone has their own belief, you know. Um, everyone, some people think that there's such a thing as, uh, you know, the nirvana, you know, like when you are, um, when, when you, you keep living and there's more many lives that you have to live in order to for you to be perfect in the, a perfect ah, being yes. in the I, near past, oh right? I love that book so I read the book mm -hmm. by Dr Brian Weiss and it's, it, mm. it was a book called uh, many I think many lives different same so many lives or something like that mm -hmm, uh, it's mm -hmm. all about how we reincarnate back into this world as a form of mm. learning lessons after lessons after lesson. Mm -hmm. Basically, some of us, according to Dr. Brian Way, some of us have over 100 lives and we reincarnate mm -hmm. back with similar people depending on what we need to learn. So we're mm -hmm. going to keep coming back until we elevate to the state where I guess we become spiritual guides, I guess, once you've gone mm -hmm. through the, the earthly emotions and you've learned how to master them. Mm -hmm. Well, um, that's, that's what I mean, you know, like we, we all have our own uh, understanding of this life and, you know, maybe our own traditions or religions. <clears throat> For my part, you know, um, I, I believe in God, you know, but um, some people do not, you know, they don't, yeah. they don't believe that there's such a thing as an entity, they believe there's nothing after this life, <clears throat> yeah. and it's fine, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't do some work for yourself that you would feel like it's making your life easier you know mm. i do believe so um it's it's really up to in which uh, stage you are um in your life but um yeah uh when people are interested in getting um counseling or therapy with me i know that they want to break the cycle of what whatever they're going through yeah but it's it's work you know they sometimes they don't realize that it's it's them it's up to them i will give them the tools but they would have to practice them in order to yes. really see the fruit of it when 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 you when coming back on um hurt people hurt people mm -hmm. that's that's what i mean you know like um when when you when you break the circle you stop hurting yourself because yes you will hurt other people but you stop hurting yourself you hurt yourself when you hurt others as well yes it's true Mm. That is very true. 
I, I try to live by not hurting other people, to be honest. And mm. if I do, you know, sometimes we upset people, whether we, you know, we don't mean it. You know, I would say, mm. you know, if I cut somebody off on a queue accidentally without realizing I didn't go out my way to hurt that person, I probably just, it was an oversight on me, you know, mm. and sometimes, so sometimes we can, you know, we might say something, but someone might be offend, might get, might take offense to it. Although when we said it, there was no mm. offense intended. We'll not if we speak to that, but we could be speaking to somebody else and they'll be that yes. they'll quite offended about it. So, so I know sometimes there is a way that we can, we can almost, somebody might perceive that we've hurt them. And to me, I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, when someone comes up and say, Mayim, you know, the other day I was hearing you talking to X and Y, Z, and you said something and I felt really upset by it. I would say, you know what, yeah. that was not my intention. I'm sorry that I made you feel yeah, that way. Definitely. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Just acknowledging that mm. this person somewhere along the line, they felt that something that I did was causing them emotional pain. And I wake yeah. up in the morning thinking, you know what, I'm not be causing anybody emotional pain. So if someone comes up to me and said they felt like I've said something, did something that was yeah. hurtful mm-hmm. to them, I do acknowledge mm-hmm. and where necessary, I would actually apologize uh, because I know that yes, my intention is yes. yeah. mm. yeah. That's so sweet, you know. You know, there's something so, you know, you really feel the, the true definition of love, you know. When we apologize, we really let go. We just yes. say, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't know that you felt like that. And, you yeah. know, maybe even if they are feel free to talk about it, you know, something happened that day as well that made them feel like, okay, this this time now is going too far you know what she said i can't i can't do it you know <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah we've all been guilty of this you know it's 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 bound to happen we are all different we're all on different uh, uh moments in our lives and yes even with friends you know family and friends that happens it's just to to respect the fact that yes they've been hurt i'm sorry they want to hurt you you yes. know and yeah, this it, I just like the feeling of love that is there. Um, yes. Whether they accept it or not, but mostly if they are a good person, of course they accept it. They accept it. But- I know it's all, it's all part of the human experience, I call it. You know, we, yeah. we, this life, we, we are bound to experience a whole range of emotions and complex oh, yeah. emotions. Mm-hmm. Some of them happy, yeah. sad, anger, resentment, you know, the whole catalog of these emotions. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it's called being a human. Amen. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Diana, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you. No. I, it's it's lovely. So, where can my listeners find you? Uh, so you can find me on uh, Women's Holistic Therapy. Yeah. Um, so um, it's on uh, on IG. So you just tap um, at Women Holistic Therapy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's my IG. You can find me there and uh, you can DM me if you want to maybe talk further about what we just talked about uh, on here. So, yeah. Oh, really fantastic. <laughs> so, Diana, yes. what I'm going to do, I'm going to put all your details in the show notes so all my guests can be able to reach you by your website. Um, yes. You've got amazing packages that you offer to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'm pretty sure someone listening, they might want to reach out. So I'll put all your contact details on the show notes so it'll be very easy to reach so once again thank you so much so that is all for this week's episode with my wonderful guest diana didn't you just love that conversation i love it so much and and this is why I love just interviewing different guests on um, on a regular basis because I feel like everybody's got something very different to share in their own unique way with their own unique perspective. So don't forget to check out Diane. Uh, do visit her on Instagram. She is on Women Holistic. So it's Women Holistic Retreat. Um, yeah, just go to visit her page. She's very motivational. Her uh, our content is always very uplifting and she has a website check out what she has to offer honestly you're not going to regret it especially during this time of covid it's so nice when we can have somewhere to go to to retrieve certain information um in just about how to make our days just a little bit better because at the end of the day what we really chase for is feelings of how to feel good 
or to minimize whatever discomfort, emotional discomfort that we're having. And sometimes there are people that have come up with techniques and strategies in how we can do that. So yes, go and check out my wonderful, wonderful guest is Instagram page. And don't forget to click on her website as well. Do you know what I also I love about this conversation is that Diana introduced me to the concept of Ho'oponopono. I had no idea what that is up to the time when I started speaking with her. And it's a, a prayer uh, which, as she said in the episode, originates from the islands, uh, Hawaii. And it simply is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. That is it. That is it. And uh, I think it's a, it's a way of releasing people. Um, and as we were talking, I realized that is what it is. So anyway, try it. And I'm certainly going to be trying it for, for sure. And uh, yeah, so thank you again for listening. And I'll catch you guys again next week. Thank you. Bye.